0: And Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, here we go. Four o'clock hour on in Reno and Vegas. ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno. Damon is in the Finley Toyota studios. It's Cofield and Adam Hill over at the Battleborne Broadcast Center. Battleborne Injury Lawyers brings you the four o'clock hour. 766 1400 is the call from anywhere in the state of Nevada number. Up north, you got to dial 775. 775- uh, want to throw it out to the Vegas audience, and you know what? Every, everyone in Nevada should be bidding on this, even if you're not a UNLV fan, because it's a good cause. We were just talking to uh, – or Damon had a conversation with uh, Eric Harper, the AD at UNLV. You know, the jerseys on uh, Saturday night, Adam, were special jerseys um, as part of uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and all the game-worn jerseys are available for bid. You can go to unlvrebels.com slash auction. Auctions, right? Unlvrebels.com slash auctions. And every dollar that is brought in for the game worn jerseys 100% will go to comprehensive, uh, comprehensive cancer centers of Nevada. So I bid on one of them. I've been outbid. I will have to search for a new one. Um, Damon, if you were to bid on one of these jerseys, do you get one that you can frame or do you get one that you can wear?
1: Well, Steve, I'm a pretty big guy, you know, so I don't think anybody's jersey is going to be a little too big for me. But I would definitely wear the jersey.
0: Okay. I went – You got to go frame. I will frame, but I did go with um, size appropriate. So I tried to go with big but not tall. So I tried to go with Naki Fahina, who is 5'11", about 300 pounds. Be too small for you. (laughs) You know what's funny? Because of the way jerseys fit – I might feel snug, and I'm not 300 pounds. Sure. So what do I do? So do, do I go at this point? Do I go? I don't know. I mean, do I go Jalen St. John? He's 6'4", 335. Do I go t- Tiger Shanks? He's 6'5", 320.
2: I mean, That'd I can't go bad. like
0: I can't go like Will Thomas, who's six eight 6'8", and three fifteen. Six eight's too much.
2: Yeah, it's too tall. I think I think uh, one of the other guys will be fine though. But I, I think I do. I think if you're gonna get something like that, it's framed.
0: I don't know. It's debatable. I think that's how you go.
2: Do you think not- I was?
0: I was actually. I was asking if I. Well, well, it wouldn't be the same jersey. But if I wore the jersey as the sideline reporter, future game, and they were. And there's actually, if I got Fahina, uh, Dominic Jacinto also wears number six, and there were three number sixes out there, but a different jersey. Would the referees get on me? Maybe. It's a different jersey, though. Well, they'll think you're down there trying to steal plays and steal signs. You know, it's funny. One, one more thought on this. On the stealing plays thing, I, I started la- – I was doing the TV call with Matt Nevert, and, and I never got to mention – because really all I talk about is nonsense going on during the game. But I looked down on the sideline, and and UNLV had two guys holding up like the big signs. And then it was Cam Friel, a quarterback, backup quarterback, uh, Lucas Lenoff, a backup quarterback, and Bo Edmondson, a backup quarterback. And all five were doing something. I'm like, this is what we've gotten to now? When we're signaling in, I'm like – we have to disguise it five ways. Yeah, because just, of, because of Harbaugh. No, because uh, of your guy Harbaugh. A lot of people do it, but I think just go just go to a speaker,
2: just change. change go to NFL rules. What are we doing? Cost money. It's, it's Everyone's fine. worried about budget. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's fine. Just do it. Um, it'll solve all this silliness. Because at, at this point, you're you should be stealing signs. Why wouldn't you? They're making it's it part easy of the game. For you.
1: It's part of the game.
0: Oh, look at this. See the attitude. Oh, oh my! I can't believe you said
1: it. I can't believe. Oh my god.
0: If this were Ohio State, it would be... Well, it depends what they're
2: what they're doing. If, if it turns out it was electronic, they're signaling something electronically, it's totally different, of course. But um, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. But it's what you should be doing.
0: Big four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four. Number four from parking lot attendants, which you have a real problem with in this town. Uh, How often do you pull uh, Do You Know Who I Am? Um... Oh, you have to think. I mean, I'm going to say never,
2: but I'm making sure that there's. There's probably a case.
0: Yeah, Uh, but I mean, not not really. Like you don't do it with airlines. No. Colin Coward yesterday did it with one of the food delivery services. Is that too much? Yeah, I think so. I think it's almost always too much. Okay. he called out DoorDash.
2: I mean, I guess I mean, it his depends. story wasn't
0: hor- his story wasn't horrific. He said, "Warning, DoorDash, brutal. Drive to our place, forget the food. Hmm. Second time it's happened." I mean, that's a weird one. Like, how do you, how do you, as a food delivery driver, show
2: up and not have the food? I guess they're the only thing I'm thinking of. And DoorDash, I guess, is it's a different type of company. I know a lot of a lot of people drive for like different different apps, right? And they're you know, sometimes it's food, sometimes it's a person. Maybe you thought that it's a a pickup for a person. That's possible, I guess. That's the only thing I could possibly think of. Like how could you why would you show up at somebody's house to make a delivery
0: and not have the food? Why would you go up to the door if you forgot the food? Exactly. Just drive back. Don't even say anything. None of that makes sense. Get back on the road, text, oh my god, I forgot the food. I'm so sorry.
2: Yeah, none of that makes any sense. I guess unless maybe you picked up like four different orders. Realized one wasn't there. I, I don't know. It's Let just, me read it again. It it was it?
0: Th- was it? Forgot all the food. Drove, drive to our place and quote forgot the food. I bet you it's forgot some of the food. I did. No I one mean, would ever. No one would come up to the door without any of the food. Maybe.
2: I did, I mean, I think we've t- we've told this before. Old an old friend of the show who made a delivery order to the Raiders headquarters one day, and it was a bunch of salads, and the, they didn't bring any
0: utensils. Yeah, it was rough, and just and then Sir Sir William <laughs> launched into action. Willie launched into action, right? It was.
2: I mean, it sounded like yeah. Was he like was very we were, fired up.
0: It was yeah. It was like we were watching a live action Godfather. <laughs> okay, it was it was great. Was it? Wait a minute, live action Godfather. There were threats made, or there were did he just moved his finger was, and was the like tone of his utensils. Voice... Go the tone of his voice would indicate it was threatening. Is that right? Yeah. Did you eventually get utensils? Yeah. So he got the job done, didn't he? He did. Whatever method works. Yeah. Do you know who I am? Number three. Number three. The driver ate the food, by the way. Uh, Weren't the Chiefs struggling in offense until they met the Chargers yesterday? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I'm I, I'm like one of the lone Staley defenders. Uh, come on. What did he do? Well, he sort of is the defensive guy. One of them on the staff. Maybe some pregame tweaks or in-game tweaks. Travis Kelsey to be targeted 13 times and be virtually open on every single one of them. Gaping massive holes in the middle of the field. 12 catches. There were a couple of catch and runs that were just ridiculous. And then the other one was Patrick Mahomes can move. If you can't play defense and set the edge, you've got no chance. It was time after time. Third and eight. Third and nine. Third and eleven. Four man rush. Three man rush. Everyone gets squeezed inside. Wide open lane for a first down. I mean, come on. It's. I don't want to say it's simple because I know the Chiefs have some all time talent, but give me a break. Yeah, it
2: wasn't the the greatest plan, uh, defensively for sure. But I don't know what you're supposed to do when when Taylor's there. Travis is uncoverable. Like that's just that's just what we're dealing with now.
0: Uh, I mean, he does seem inspired to another level. And, uh, I mean, once he gets wind of handshakes happening after his touchdowns. Oh, I'm sure he's seen it before. This could be unstoppable.
2: Yeah, I'm sure he's seen it before. I mean, it, Brittany and, and Taylor are besties. Are you surprised by that? No. Well, I'm not surprised. First of all, you know, I'm Team Brittany.
0: I know you are. And I thought of you today, again, as I was listening to Fox Sports Radio in the afternoon. And Doug Gottlieb was trying to just. Rain hell on Brittany Mahomes, calling her annoying, and he even said he had watched the quarterback show and still found her annoying. And I know you said that turned everything for you it that did. you are on Team Brittany. It did, and I you thought, were already
2: a Swifty. I thought it was a very redeeming, uh, redeeming show for her. Uh, so to you know to the point, I, I did hear Chiefs fans almost right away. I know several very closely who said, "I just know, I just know Brittany's going to work her way into this somehow," and she has. Uh, but I also think it's only natural, right? I mean, a new, a new girlfriend comes around for one of the star players. She's probably, if she's going to all the games, going to gravitate to the girl or the wife of another star player, especially Mahomes and, and Kelsey are so close. Like, I feel like that's Kelsey. Yes. It's Kelsey. Uh, I feel like that that's naturally going to happen. Yes. Now it does seem like it's more than just at the games though. I mean, they they were hanging out in New York having dinner. Like they're, they're yeah. tight. So not really surprising they now have a, a like a secret handshake. Um wasn't very secret yesterday. Well, it's not a secret. I mean, it's a pr- personal, like you know, a personal sure, handshake sure. between each other. Okay. Uh they have their own handshake with each other. Their own celebrations. They were also dancing before the game on the uh, on the big screen they were captured and Taylor has I think turned the corner in terms of Chiefs fans loving her for one simple act. Have you seen that they are now obsessed with the fact that she screams Chiefs? During the anthem with the rest of the fans. Oh
0: no! Yeah, that's the bane of your
2: existence. In the home of the Chiefs, right? Uh, She does it. Respect America. Yeah. Except then she did it. She uh, was caught on camera doing not caught. She was on camera doing it at the Jets game on the road. Wow. Yesterday at home, unreal. uh, In this game, so she's all in. She's locked into all their cheers and she's
0: dancing it up with Brittany. Like this is this is great. I I actually I gotta tell you I like it and the, the reason I like it is it doesn't bother me. And it so triggers the anonymous incels. Oh yeah. You see it all over the internet. So mad. I just want my football. You know what? You'd want more than football if you had sex, fella. If you weren't involuntarily celibate, you'd be a happier person. Uh, It's it's a simple thing. I'm gonna. You know what? I got to get to something else. I got to move on. Audible go to number two. Number two. Speaking of that, I'm sure the same incels who are mad that Taylor Swift is on TV all the time, what do you think they would do if they got to sit in that luxury box next to. Who is Blueface? Anyone? <laughs> uh, he's
2: had some issues in Vegas. He's the famous oh, yes. Crip, Steve. Yes. yes. What was that?
1: He's the famous Crip. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, supposedly very good high school football player. Is that right? Yeah. Well, he's a very good um, football fan for the rest of the fans. Did you guys see this? Of course. A lot of work. I mean, now there is a reason for LA fans, Rams or the Chargers, aside from their teams, to go to SoFi. It should never be an unbalanced crowd ever again. Damon, your thoughts. Uh, Blueface
1: is going to do what Blueface does.
0: Good. Well, <laughs> if that's what he does, I liked it. While everyone else was clutching their pearls, as Blueface sat in one of these on-field luxury boxes, he had at least three or four—I guess—they're strippers or influencers or I don't know—in g-strings, twerking, shaking, having to, having singles thrown at them. I enjoyed it. I think it's what football needs. But isn't if we if we're going to disrespect America by screaming during the national anthem, all bets are off. Let's do it. Let's have strippers at the games.
2: I don't mind it, but I know you're not a big fan of, you know, when we bring in people that are dangerous to the community
0: and they just plead Um, guilty in a shooting. Some things can be shouldn't be in
1: jail. You're right.
0: (laughs) Maybe I need to look into this before I (laughs) fully get behind Blueface.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to support all of his actions, especially when they're in Las Vegas, but that was cool. Now, it was not, I guess, ironic might be the word that maybe it's not the right word that the shooting was outside a strip club in Vegas and he was I believe today ordered to pay a lot of money. Is that right? Uh in regards to the shooting and he played guilty a couple months ago, so okay, not great.
0: Right. Well, I'll do some more research on this <laughs> so to find out what club he's at and maybe I'll have to just, you know, closed. be careful. It's closed, and- closed club. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Is that right? Okay, now I'm trying to figure out what it is. All right, next up. Number 1. We're lost. We're very lost. All right, coming up, I want to get to what you think Devontae Adams' mindset is now because he had some things to say after the game yesterday, putting a lot of blame on himself, but I think he he provided some cover. And also, what is to be accomplished the rest of the season? I think there's a lot left, but I think there's going to be a lot of Raider Nation who are ready to throw their hands up and, and give up. Don't give up. What's the evaluation like after a loss like that? They whooped our ass, plain and simple. Got to be better. Anything they did that surprised you guys early on? No, I want to say so. I think it's just a lack of focus on our part, a lack of attention to detail, not starting fast, and creating holes that are too big for us to overcome in the second half. Does it get frustrating when that... Yes, gets? it does. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this bullshit. been seven years of the same... tired of this. What can you do now going forward to get it turned around? Get our minds right and get ready to play Philadelphia. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Kudos to the uh, D.C. area media person. I got to get that name. Sticking in there. Jonathan Allen is a big guy. He's not happy. He's probably 6'7", 300 pounds. And just like follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. That, uh, nice job by on that uh, vest. Uh, a lot of beeps. Broadcast crew. That was, that was unbelievable. Uh, I think I probably would have just left it. You don't think you do the last follow after up? you get
2: the last answer, like all right, I'm just gonna go <laughs> write my story now. <laughs>
0: See you later. But he did get one last good quote out of him. So it does suck. I mean, it sucks for everyone in life when you play or work at a loser place, right? And then you actually—I wonder what it's like for players when they actually go to a winning organization. And you're like, I—I was missing all of this for seven years. Okay. Like this is what it's like to win. Be around adults. I'm I'm starting to get. You tell me, you're around him, and I know you like him, and you're kind of like the uh the Devonte whisperer. Because sometimes I, I get irked by some of the stuff he says from a leadership standpoint. I understand he's frustrated. Do you think he's to the point, even in a short time with the Raiders, that Jonathan Allen is where he's just like, This is bull crap. Because I can't I can't get it straight. Last week he said. Like I think he's into winning, but then last week it seemed that he was more concerned with making sure that he gets his targets and, and develops his legacy. So where is he, and how frustrated is Devonte? Because yesterday he had a touchdown pass in his range. I don't think it was a great pass with enough air underneath it. Um, he took the blame himself, and he also said, "I basically destroyed the guy at the line." He did. Yeah. So where is he right now?
2: I think he's definitely frustrated. I think part of, I think part of what he was saying this week was absolutely on display yesterday where he what he basically was saying is look we've won two games in a row i get it have we been playing well no have we been doing enough on offense no like the results are kind of fluky and in order for our offense to be better it has to be me getting the ball because that's how we're going to be good like how the only way to improve this offense is my me getting the ball Because I, like, not, he didn't say this himself, but I'll say, I am the best player. The only way for us to succeed is for me to have the ball more. And you can't, and I I know he said a couple weeks ago, if you only throw to me when I'm single covered, I'll have 26 catches all year, which is kind of true. And they did. I mean, he started to take advantage of it against the Packers. They, uh, I think they got to a point where they just didn't think he was going to get the ball. So they threw a linebacker on him in coverage and he abused him and got a first down. Like, (laughs) I mean, that, that happened. Like, he's going to just destroy single coverage. He had a
0: run yesterday, right? Yeah, it's it's something crazy. that they're, not, they're he's figuring out—not out. exactly a burner going around the edge, but he got to run.
2: But he's really, really good with the ball in his hands. I mean, it's he not, was good on not that the run. fastest, yeah. but he's good with the ball in his hands. So um, that's something you know, another way to try to get him involved. But yeah, it's it—it's got to be incredibly frustrating for him. Um, and look, it, the the way the numbers have kind of gone, like yeah, he's still on pace to get 100 catches, but that was one game of just blowing up, and the rest of the game was just being uh, pretty average. Uh, so, but it's not—I think what he's saying is. I know how this is going to be taken after a couple wins like you don't complain about your usage after you win but he's like this is the time because i'm telling you right now we're not going to keep winning if this is the way that i'm involved and i think he was right we saw the yesterday i mean they tried to get him more involved early and then it went away um they need to get him the ball more and they need to figure out ways to get him the ball more
0: if they want the offense to play at a high level seven straight games with less than 20 points and I saw the graphic yesterday. Well, no, they got the
2: twenty-one because the defense, the
0: offense has uh, has been there. It's a good point. I saw the graphic yesterday that the the last team that had six games under twenty points to start of the season had started out zero and six. The last five that had gone five games were zero and five. All right, and again to the point, the the three and three record was kind of just because. It was fluke. Yes, again they were just because you're winning, but when you're doing it not scoring twenty points. Eventually it's gonna come back to crush you, not just in one game.
2: Yeah, and when you talk about kind of fluky results at the end of the game, I mean this this is a team that absolutely could be 0 7. They absolutely could. I mean, they, the Denver game was one point game, could have lost it. Uh the Packers and the Patriots games, they had you know, those teams had the ball trailing in the final two minutes with the ball with the chance to win. They didn't get it done. The Raiders found a way to get stops, which is you know, all credit to them, and that's important in the NFL for sure. But you always talk about hey, change a play here. McDaniel said it again today. Hey, you changed three or four plays in all these games. We could have won all of them except for maybe the Buffalo game. Well, that's fine. But same thing, you could yeah, be right. on set.
0: How tough was the beginning of the game and early in the game for you with your guy, Carlson?
2: It was rough. Got hurt in the warm ups. Yep. Not good. Tweak something. We don't have an update today. I know. I asked. Uh, I asked Josh McDaniels about it. Of course. I you was did. gonna. I was gonna let that one go. You are the special teams uh, Sure. You love the kicker, the punter. Sure. Um, Leave it at those two. That's right. Uh, I,
0: I, <laughs> we won't mention anyone else in the room.
2: Uh, sure. Get everyone in trouble. Uh, he may not be a big fan of me so he probably reads what, I, <laughs> what yeah. I've written
0: about him when he said something.
2: Um, so, yeah, I, 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 w- I think there was some concern, and then he comes out and misses a kick. He, he bounced back later in the game, but I think there was definitely concern. It doesn't sound like it's nothing. Uh, it wasn't like Josh McDano said it's nothing today. He said, we're, you know, there's going to be some – we're going to check him out and see how he's doing, but uh, I thought it was pretty clearly affecting him yesterday.
0: All right, Damon, get in the conversation here, because I have a feeling that Adam's going to go just scorched earth. Mm-hmm. What is the season right now? What is there to accomplish?
1: Second place in the division. Okay, <laughs> let's let's start. Let's talk about some facts.
2: Is there trophies for that?
1: Second place in the division. I don't know where they are in the official playoff race standings. But you can't go out there and be worse. Like, you can only, you know, they can't be worse than they were yesterday. Can only try to win games here. Jimmy G's coming back. Adam, you said it earlier. You know, you guys talked about it in the first hour. How do you look those guys in the locker room and say, hey, guys, three and four, second place in the division. But we want to lose every game going forward.
2: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you can't. But you, you make decisions organizationally. Uh, you don't you don't tell players to not try or you don't expect them to not try. You have to make decisions organizationally, like, you know, by potentially playing Aiden O'Connell at some point to try to lose games. I mean, that's that's that could be out there on the horizon. It's not now because they're too close, as you mentioned. Like, they've ruined their chances at a top pick by winning a couple games. Um, and now they're kind of stuck in this place where they're not out of it. Uh, that's why they played Brian Hoyer yesterday to try to win the game. And now they're you know, probably in danger of being exactly where everybody feared of being 7-10 and 10 or 8-9, which is a worst-case scenario for the season. You either want to be great in the playoffs or terrible and getting a high pick. You don't want to be in the middle. And that's seems where they're destined to be again.
0: Are they in a position here before the trade deadline where they'll pull the plug on certain guys? Like Ryan Clark, I think inexplicably threw this one out from ESPN saying that Adams could be traded to the Chiefs. What? Well, huh? They went and got, they went and got uh,
2: their guy back, Nicole Hardman. Not the same thing. So I don't know if – well, I don't know what kind of salary room they have either is, right. is the is the issue. I think they went and got a cheaper option because that's what they can afford. Um, the Raiders did kind of leak it out through national sources this weekend that they will not trade Devonta Adams under any circumstances, which I think was created by the fact that probably it's been inquired about. I think teams have called. I know teams have called and said, is he available? He's frustrated. You guys aren't going anywhere. Is he available? And they said, absolutely not. He's the centerpiece of the franchise, which is true. He should be. And any potential they have to be good in the future is kind of centered around Devontae Adams, really, right now. I mean, if if somebody called and said, hey, here's three firsts, okay, now you're talking. Like, now I think you'd have to do the deal. But I don't think that kind of offer is out there. And uh, if, if he is available, then this statement is a way to say, hey, we will, we'll only listen to crazy offers. Uh, we're not we're not in the market to try to trade them right now.
1: My thing is with this team, if you're in the playoff hunt, as of right now, why not go out there and at least try to win and see what happens? If you can sneak into the playoffs, it's better than just being, like you said, a seven win team. No, of course it's better. Yeah, but the, again,
2: when, being in the playoffs is good, and being awful awful is good. Being mediocre is terrible. And that's kind of where they're going to end up being, especially if they continue to try to win. I'm not, I'm not, And now you can't really, you've already kind of ruined your chances at tanking. Like you're, you're behind the eight ball because you've won a couple of games. So now you're, you're in a position where you kind of have to go out and try to win and they're getting Garoppolo back and that's good. This is a very, very tough game. They're, you know, on paper, they're going to be three and five. And then where do you go from there? Because you still have two games against the Chiefs. You still have a game at the Dolphins. Uh, You have a game against the Giants who are now good as long as the other guy doesn't come back uh they've got some not, games out there. they're not good yeah they won yeah. a game they're not good they won <laughs> against buffalo too let's be honest Those the
1: problem days. is that the afc there's too oh many my god mediocre teams in the afc there's no awful awful sure. team in the afc
2: sure but they're, i mean you're competing against everybody when it comes to draft picks. so they're they're gonna have to battle both the the bears and the panther and the bears got the win yesterday but um the panthers are looking like they're going to be right up there for the for the top pick so potentially are the cardinals like they're they're you're already behind the eight ball when it comes to trying to tank, so you kind of can't anymore. Like that that strategy is kind of gone. They can win against the Lions. They can. The Lions looked terrible yesterday. Okay. Well, they're gonna be home, and it's gonna be crazy Monday night atmosphere.
0: All right. Well, is it gonna be good, Jared Goff, or yesterday, Jared Goff? Home home Jared Goff. Home Jared Goff. There's okay. a He's... huge discrepancy. Right. His his splits are wild in terms of home and road disparity. I know you love Tyrod, but the Jets, the Giants, and then the Jets are—they have to be wins. Well, if Jones I mean, I is playing, it's a I, win. Wow, you're really going to do this? Years later, yeah. you're still doing it. It's 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 been evident. They're slightly better with a a healthy. They're slightly better with Tyrod Taylor over an injured Daniel Jones. This was a team that looked like they might be the worst team in the league. They're essentially two and zero. Including
2: a road game against a <laughs> theoretical Super Bowl contender.
0: I love your math. The Raiders could be zero and seven. The Giants. I mean, let's be real. They beat the Bills. They did.
2: Okay. They did. Does anybody? Does anybody out there disagree that? That's, yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, if that's not a penalty, I don't know what is.
0: Uh, look back at the weekend in gambling. Look ahead as well. First look at college football and the NFL lines. Matt Jacob is in in about ten minutes. Field and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Alright, important question. The timing is not exactly perfect, although you know you got plenty of time. Will one Demand go back to the well when it comes to covering a parade? Uh, you guys had a lot of fun over this. demand not so much. But for the VGK parade, What happened with Damon trying to get on stage with the rest of the media? Oh, they clearly didn't believe that he belonged. Yes. Have no idea why. But Damon is pretty resilient. So the Aces Parade starts up here around 5 o'clock. They will take the journey from Trop and LV Boulevard down to Park and LV Boulevard before turning into just past the New York, New York before – the Park MGM, into what eventually will be Toshiba Plaza. on, you've got time. Will we see you on the stage?
1: Uh, not tonight, Steve, because I don't know how many times I can pull the Like Alan Cahar, do you know who I am card. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out the time before, but I was resilient, as Adam can tell you. But I don't want to embarrass myself again, you know, and then I'll get that the mark of, if you see this guy – at any Las Vegas sporting event, don't let them in. I think that's fair. Because I don't have a media credential, and if I'm not going to be, you know, with my people, I'm not saying I don't want to celebrate
0: with the fans, but I want that access to give us that great coverage. But why don't you have a media credential? You can do all these events because we were doing the show. Hey. And I kind
1: of thought it was going to be too late.
0: Okay, well it's honest. I don't think it will be though
1: degenerate Danny's there he's got he's got us covered oh is he yeah okay
2: there's a there's a concert at the end of the parade which I may go for
1: who's that two chains it's not going to be better than Wu tang this weekend why would you do that I just wanted to do it so yeah uh, I was there Adam did you go oh yeah
2: And? I'm taking my I'm taking my headsets off it was so
1: great I, I mean. First, you got Nas up there. I come in right for Nas. Perfect. I don't know if you, Steve, if you noticed, that's why I was wearing a yellow hoodie and a black hat at the UNLV game. If you were wondering, why is the man wearing a black hat and a yellow hoodie? That's why, because I knew where I was going after. But when Method Man came on with the M E T H O D man, I lost my mind.
0: Adams is shaking his head, annoyed.
1: Should have been there, man.
0: I agree. Help
1: that win was <laughs> worth it.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you.
1: Into the 36, I was like, like oh, let's go. All
0: right. Well, that's Young that's Dirty Bastard a good was there.
1: <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to feel about that, but he was even spectacular. Who was? Young Dirty Bastard. He's taken the place of his deceased father. Old oh, Dirty Bastard. Is that right? Yes. All right. It's good to
2: hear. I was going to wear an ODB shirt, so I'm – I mean, that would have been – that would have been disrespectful to my shirt, I feel like, for him to be out there. No, it'd have been it would have been fine. But uh I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was perfectly, perfectly happy with my decision to to instead go to the wedding to Mon. I wasn't. I was pouting the entire night, just so you know.
1: Miss UNLV football and I oh, watched it. Watch oh, yeah. It. And Wu Tang, man, I'm telling you. Something about so
0: Adding in two chains after the parade celebration, what are you? What are we looking at in Toshiba Plaza? Twenty thousand, maybe less. It's it's a lot of traffic down there. You know, I don't want to pull out the traffic card. It's true, but they chose this route and they know about what's going on in town here. Yeah, so they must be confident that there's a lot of people who are just going to say, "Screw it, man, I can get there." It, I didn't realize because uh, I haven't been. I was off for a couple days last week. I haven't been driving around the strip. They uh, they started to put in the the center barriers to split up the roads and started to put up the metal and the lights and the fencing. Oh doggy, <laughs> like it was, like, it was rough. I don't I don't know what I was doing today. Uh, again, I like to take that route that goes towards the sphere behind Palazzo, and then all of a sudden the road just split, and I'm on this slow side. And I'm seeing cars going the same direction as me, just blowing past me. I'm like, wait, how did I miss that turn? It's so what does I I haven't, and I certainly haven't been at Trop and LV Boulevard. So what's that like, right? We're going to talk to Matt Jacob here in just a couple minutes.
3: It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gaming
0: on
1: ESPN
0: Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, Matt Jacobs in to help us out on this Monday. Matt, what's going on, buddy?
3: Nothing much,
0: guys. How you doing? Uh, Good, good. Were you involved in any sort of wager on uh, Arizona and Philly? That one right now is 5-1. Zona on top, top eight. I was
3: not involved on, on Philly, but I was not. Uh, so I'm glad I stay away from that one. Um, I do kind of like – it's hard to believe I like the Astros in this game considering the road team has, uh, has won every game this year. But uh, I just – in this series, I find it hard to believe that they're going to lose this game seven at home. But, but Bochi's a mastermind uh, in these playoffs, and uh, he's figured it out with this Rangers team. So it's going to be a tough game, but I, I think the price is short on Houston. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to buck the, the road team trend in this game and, and take the Astros.
0: Highly debated issue on Cofield and company, Mattress Mac. He's got his Astros mm-hmm. bets. If he wins the World Series, he's going to pocket 75 mil. Is Mattress Mac good for sports gambling or bad because the story's a little bit phony? It'd
3: be nice if the real story was out there. I know pretty much the real story. I'm sure you know the real story, Steve. Um, you know, the public just kind of sees it as a bet. All he's doing is really hedging his bets on his on his mattress promotions. Um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a tough question, ethically speaking. Uh, I don't think it hurts, sports betting. I mean, there's so many things out there nowadays with these. You know, you see every day these, pub- these posts, whether it be from – from people in my kind of industry or just the sports books themselves pimping out these $15, 18 single game parlays that hit, you know, once in a blue moon for 50 grand and stuff. And th- I mean, those things are, those things are sucker bets. Anybody who's a smart better knows those are sucker bets. Those things are hit- like hitting the lottery. It's extremely difficult. I think that's more um, nefarious, to be honest with you, especially coming from the book side. it's It's irresponsible to a degree. Um, because they're not telling you what these guys were were losing before they hit that big money bet either. So um, you know, it, it, it's promotion. It's a business. Everybody's entitled to, to their own business practices. I don't like it though.
2: Were you? Uh, I, we're just asking. I guess. Did you bet things? Were you involved in the Pit Wake Forest game this weekend? Which I know a lot of people in the sports betting community were involved in because there was good information out there, and it's still lost because of the one of the one of the worst beats you're ever going to see, which is. Pitt trying to run out the clock with the lead. Quarterback runs for a first down on third down to kill the game, ice the clock, and they ruled that he started his slide too early to stay in bounds. Wake Forest then gets a miracle touchdown at the end of the game. I know a lot of people that were involved in that game and uh, it obviously lost, and I think it's a cautionary tale, Matt, just because, look, people talk about information all the time, and I have information. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work. I mean, it should have in that game, but it doesn't always work. No.
3: Nope. Uh, to answer the question directly, Adam, I was not involved in that game. That's about as brutal as it gets. Uh, you're on pit in that situation. But, um, yeah, you're right. Unless you have unless you have today's scores yesterday, you know, there's no such thing as a sure thing in sports betting. We hear it said all the time. It's a, it's a cliche of cliches, but it's true. And, uh, you know, you see sharp bettors all the time. And Billy Walters isn't undefeated in his, his lifetime, not even close. Huh. And he's got as good information and as good of a system as anybody on the planet. Uh, he does he win more than he loses he's he's been awesome at that but he doesn't win every time and, and these things don't always pan out and you're right it is a cautionary tale in that regard um, you know I I can't imagine being on that side I can't imagine being on you know Miami money line a couple weeks ago when the stupid coach Chris ball decides to hand the ball up so they're a knee there's just things you cannot handicap officiating you can't handicap stupid coaching decisions. Well, unless my unless your boy uh, Brandon Staley is involved, you can you can sort of handicap that. But uh, but no, it's 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 tough, and you always have to be mindful of the fact this is still gambling, still sports betting, and anything can happen.
2: I'm still waiting for one person to find a decision he got wrong. Can't do it.
3: It's Impossible. <laughs> we'll have beers one of these days, Adam. We'll go over sure. i go over them with you in detail. I just have to <laughs> do a little research first. But they're there. There's plenty of them there
2: and you'll be wrong cuz he gets right almost every no, single time. No. <laughs> uh You know what? Public- you can have him as the Bills coach. How about that? Uh that'd be great since I don't like them. Uh the- yeah, If you don't know, Adam is now
0: out on the Bills as a 6-year veteran. Like yeah. I right, yeah, like yeah, he was my yeah, stream yeah, nice trawinter- yesterday. I was going to say he's <laughs> crowing about the Giants. He's crowing about the Giants. Giants are about to go on a win streak now. Are you going to uh, are you going to start backing the Giants? <laughs> oh, won two on, in yeah. a row. Already on a streak. They've won two in a row.
2: Refs <laughs> took one away. Uh, the public doesn't always get it right. We know that. Yesterday they did not. Mm-hmm. Good day for the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened for the public yesterday?
3: You know, it's just one of those things where everyone sees one in five, one in five, one in five, and says they're not going to win again. It's like, come on, guys. I mean, this is the NFL. Um, teams lose by four touchdowns one week and then by two touchdowns the next. And uh, this sort of stuff happens. I mean, it, it was, I don't know how much of those was trap situation. I was, frankly, I was on the Patriots. uh, So I was a little bit, you know, contrarian on the Patriots, contrarian on the, on the, uh, uh, the Ravens. I was on them too, of course, gave it back with the the crappy charters uh, in the afternoon game. But uh, um, so yeah, it's just a situation where these teams, you know, you don't want to use the word do. That's not the right word to use in this industry, but um, you know, the Bills haven't shown me much in week, several weeks now since they they Miami. So you know the Patriots had their backs against the wall in that game. Um, you know there were other situations. You know, I don't I don't don't know where you guys ended up on that Raiders Bears game, but you know the Raiders were a pretty public play as well. Um, there were a lot of public plays out there, and they just got slaughtered. And you know this happens four or five times a year. Uh, and last week was one of those weeks where you know it still was six and six straight up for the for the underdogs and favorites, but the but the wrong favorites lost, and that killed a, that killed the betting public and was quite profitable for the books.
0: Matt, what'd you make of um, the Browns and their situation with Stefanski and uh, Deshaun Watson being cleared to go back out? He doesn't go back out. How do we approach the Browns moving forward uh, this week? They're getting three against the Seahawks.
3: I'm amazed that this team is four and two, and one of their wins is against the 49ers, where where Walker, you know, led them on a touchdown touchdown or scoring drive at the end of the game. He's not a very good quarterback. He's 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 flawed. He's a backup for a reason. So I don't know. I you I need to answer the question. You approach them very carefully and with a lot of trepidation because that defense is legit. Although they didn't really show it last week against yesterday against Gardner Minshew, but uh, I think the Browns. I think the Browns are going to be a pretty solid under team the rest of the way. I think that's one way you approach it. But I wouldn't be laying points with, with Cleveland. And even with Deshaun, guys, I mean, what's he shown this year? What's he show, what did he show last year? Okay, he was rusty. He had that long suspension. This year, what's he shown when he's been healthy? And then yesterday, he just appears to not even want to play. I don't know where this guy's head is, to be quite honest with you. So I don't even know that they're they're that good with Deshaun Watson. Yet they're 4-2 and two because their defense is so good. So if I'm looking anywhere with the Browns going forward, I'm looking to, to capitalize on some value on the under.
0: Thursday Night Football, we get the angry focused Bills or sort of loose like they were yesterday against the uh, Patriots. They're laying a big number here on Thursday Night Football against the Bucks.
3: Can you lay it? I can't. I mean, I, I can't I can't lay the points with, with Buffalo right now. Um, they, in the past, they've been a strong bounce-back team, and I know they didn't lose to the Giants, but they should have lost to the Giants, and then they lay a second consecutive egg. They're, they've got a little bit of cowboys in them where they, where they do – pretty pretty well over the last uh, three years since they've been kind of a quote-unquote Super Bowl contender. So this would seem like a good bounce-back spot for them um, to kind of put the wood to a Bucks team that we've been waiting to get exposed. And, you know, they weren't very good yesterday against a Falcons team that I'm still not sure I like or not. Um, so it's a tough spot for Tampa Bay having to go all the way up to Buffalo uh, to play this game. But uh, I do think uh, – I, I don't think I'd I'd be laying the points with Buffalo. I might be getting involved in the, to see where that moves through there. Do play solid defense, and obviously, I don't trust, I don't trust Baker Mayfield against the quality uh, Bills defense. Of course, look what uh, Mac Jones did against that defense yesterday, so who knows? But I would probably look under, um, but I'm not touching the Bills, and I don't think I want the points with, with Tampa Bay.
0: Matt Jacob is with us, Sharon Cofield and company, ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, Cowboys laying a little less than a touchdown, six and a half against the Rams.
3: This is an interesting spot. Dallas coming off a bye, coming off the big win against the Chargers, uh, so that moved them, I believe, to eleven and one straight up and against the spread in their last twelve games after losing a game. So that's a good spot. Uh, being back home, they've murdered the two teams they played at home. Of course, the two teams were the Chets and the Patriots, um, who weren't very good at all either one of those games. So, I would, if I was getting involved here, I'd probably, t- I'd probably lay the p- points with the Cowboys. Rams have been pretty good on the road, but them faced a, a team of this caliber, and I just can't get the vision of Matthew Stafford, you know, the artist formerly known as Matthew Stafford, you know, going up against that that Cowboys defense, uh, you know, I, you know, with the second coming of Lawrence Taylor coming off the edge there for Dallas. So uh, I think this is a this is a number. This is a game that Cowboys should win and should win handily. Um, so I would, if I were getting involved, and I might, I would, I would play the Cowboys and certainly laying six, maybe six and a half. Wouldn't That's pressure great. if we got to
0: seven, probably. Sorry, man. Let's break away from the look ahead. and Let's get to uh, yep. tonight's game and with the Niners and the Vikings. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm on the Vikings, guys. Call me
3: crazy. But uh, I just think that this is a tough spot for San Francisco. I know McCaffrey's playing, which means his injury probably isn't that bad because why would you risk a guy playing when you got a bye next week, a guy with McCaffrey's caliber. But Brock Purdy has not shown me anything on the road. He's been spectacular at home. But on the road, he hasn't been. I'm also on Purdy's under his, uh, his passing prop of 240 and a half. He's, he's had his six, five of his six best passing games were at home. The only exception was that overtime game against the Raiders in Vegas last year. We threw for 284. Regardless of the venue, he's only eclipsed 234 passing yards four times in 13 regular season starts. So, you know, I see a conservative game here. This is kind of the Vikings Super Bowl. I think they're going to come to play. They played Kansas City pretty darn well. I know you're going to say, well, Justin Jefferson was was playing that game for most of it before he got hurt. He was a non-factor in that game. And, uh, you know, Minnesota hung tough. They didn't win. They didn't cover, but they were there. And I think – I I like the seven points tonight. I took seven with with Minnesota. All
0: right, real quick down the stretch here, uh, college football look-aheads. Let's concentrate on both of the teams here in state. Uh, First, UNLV, 6-1 and start. Fresno, you know, very good team, one of the uh, preseason conference favorites. Are going to stick with the Rebels, who have been great against the spread and have a straight-up 6-1 and one mark?
3: Yeah, you know, they have been great. I tell you what, they've shown some serious grit when the game last week, you know, against Colorado State and Vanderbilt the way they did. I mean, they were dead to rights. They gave up the game-winning touchdown, and they somehow pulled that game out. Now they're catching 9, 9.5 at Fresno State. Uh, you know, I'm taking the points here with UNLV. Sure, why not? I mean, they, they even were halfway decent against Michigan. They certainly covered the number. They – they played well enough to, to, to. They competed, let's put it that way. Utah, or Fresno State coming off the win at Utah State last week, back to back road games. Um, you know, this could be a trappy spot for UNLV coming off the two last two victories that they had in one of Reno and then this last second win. But um, but I'm, I'm taking it. If this thing gets to 10. I'm definitely on UNLV plus double duty. I think Odom's done a heck of a job, guys. I mean, I tweeted out on Saturday this guy. This guy's won some more games in five, seven weeks than I saw the Rebels win when I covered him from 96 to 98 over three seasons. And you guys know this, the ULB football has been down for decades, and what he's done is super, super impressive.
0: Matt, we got like 15 seconds left. Uh, tell people in Vegas, in Reno, where they can find your stuff.
3: Yeah, my stuff is like, my best spot is Matt R. Jacob up on Twitter. I'm also over at Oddspedia.com and betkentuckyodds.com.
0: Matt, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to uh, Nevada and New Mexico a little later in the week. And, oh, boy, if uh, people weren't thinking about fading San Diego State, they got big troubles. Six-nothing loss. 15-game losing streak ended by Ken Wilson and company, Brady, Hoke, and the Aztecs. Yikes!